Welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast. I'm your co-host, Chef Ken. And I'm Denny Van, the other co-host. I live with severe food allergies, but I not only survive, I thrive. And this podcast is all about food sensitivities and those who live with food sensitivities on a daily basis. We are going to be bringing you some exciting topics and we are bringing you information, education, and awareness. We help people with food sensitivities better every aspect of their life. Not in fear of eating you know, being afraid to go out to the restaurant and having to ask what's in it and make changes to the meal that you want to order. There's going to be no more fear there and because you're going to have the knowledge and the confidence to cook, shop, and eat out for yourself or your family members who live with food sensitivities. What else are we going to be going over, Chef Ken? Well, for me, it's uh, it's all about the mise, you know, and mise en place is a a term, a culinary term, French, uh, that means everything in place. And as a chef, I'm walking down the line, checking my cooks, and I'm saying, you got your mise, you got your mise, you got your mise. That means you got everything. You're ready to go. You know, all your tools, all your ingredients, all your prep is done. But as a chef, um, mise also means state of mind. Where is my head? Do I have my head screwed on straight? You know, that's the first part of cooking and putting recipes together, serving a party. You know, if you don't have it upstairs together, you're not going to have the end product together. But uh, so with that in mind, for me, it's, it's an educational and awareness thing. I want everything. That's, that's what the other topics that we're going to um, tackle. You know, for us, it's everything. But anyway, from educational to awareness to implementing, you know, actually cooking and uh, um, bringing up the morale level. It's no longer supposed to be, you know, what um, I can't have this. I can't have that. That's in it. Instead, it's what can I have? What can I do with what can I have? And for example, the bechamel sauce. It's a simple cream sauce that's used for a myriad of things. You know, there's a couple of techniques and a few ingredients that you'd be surprised with what you can do with and how many different dishes are based from these few simple ingredients. Okay, no, I love good. it. And then when you were talking about the mindset, it was when I first discovered uh, I have a couple of severe food, true allergies, and I have a myriad of food sensitivities. And when I learned of all the things I can't have, that's all my mindset went to. It was only seeing the things that I can't have. And so with this shift in everything in its place, we're starting with the ingredients and we're listing out all of those ingredients that you can have. And I know in our group, I highly recommend that you check out our Facebook social learning group, the food sensitives community. And we're going to be doing some challenges in there. Talk about some of the challenges we're going to be doing chef Ken. Well, you know, the challenge, the first thing about any challenge is to let, 
have fun with what you're doing, you know, and for people with food sensitivities, sometimes eating is more of a chore than a challenge. So the first challenge for me is to make it fun. Going out to eat is supposed to be fun. Having a dinner is supposed to be fun and in, in, in not only nourishing, but it's a morale booster. And I mean, the old saying, an army marches on its stomach. You feed them good, you feed them healthy, they're going to feel good, they're going to go. So starting with just having fun. And what I mean by that then is looking at your refrigerator, how you're going to reorganize it, your spice cabinet, all the way down to having, which my favorite is, the family cookbook. For me, it'd be more like the rebirth of mise en place, the rebirth of having everything in place. And for families who have children who can't have wheat, corn, or soy. You could have ingredients across the board from Italian pizza ingredients from your tomatoes and oregano, or you can't have Chinese, or we're back at soy again, or whatever fusion. The cookbook itself would be something like, for example, my family, where you have members that are uh, sensitive to things across the board. And you forget who's sensitive to what. And you get tired of asking, can you have this or can you have that? Instead, you have a nice book that or binder or put it in your computer. But mine's got collage. It's a collage cookbook with all different recipes that are collected where this person could have that or this person can't have that. Or even if they can have it but they don't like it, it's family recipes catered more towards sensitivities than um, um, heirloom, you know, and eventually because, you know, family members are going to stay with you, right? You, you hope that uh, those recipes themselves are going to become heirlooms. But, you know, when it comes to bring a family together, it's always been the recipes. It's always been the cookbook. It's always been, you know, mom's meatballs or, you know, so-and-so's casserole. And that needs to be reintroduced on a level where you think of each individual person in the family and who could have what and who can't, you know? So you've been helping me with my family's um, recipe book, which has been fantastic because my husband is severely allergic to tree nuts. So if he has a tree nut, we have to get out the EpiPen. So this is a true allergy. And so we have to make sure that nothing's contaminated when it comes to uh, crossover and cooking with nuts. And then one of my sons is allergic to coconut, whereas I love everything coconut. So even if I use coconut oil um, as a, a lotion, I have to be careful what I touch because if he touches it, he will have, it will have an effect on him. And then son number one, my other son, is, has severe allergies where he breaks out and his body is literally burning up and he's breaking out. He has severe immune responses. And so each member of, member of the family has very different needs. So you've been helping us gather together our cookbook so that when we do come together and cook as a family, everybody is able to have what they need, what's nourishing them. Because every single day for many, many years, I have to ask what's in it. And when we cook together in this way, from this perspective, I don't have to ask what's in it. We just sit down and enjoy our food. Because like you said, eating should be fun. It should be nourishing. It should be 
uh, self-esteem and feeling good instead of worry and wondering if I'm going to get sick from this later. So excellent points there. Well, and that goes back to me's everything, everything in place. You, you know, what's in the food and, uh, you know, just recently you bring home a salad from a favorite place and your son is concerned about what's in it. And you could hear him say, Oh, okay. We'll see, you know, if, if he'll even break out. And, you know, that was an eye opener for me to food sensitivities. As a chef and my background where I've worked, I've never, if someone wanted it this way or that way, you didn't even think of it because that's the way they wanted it. You know, it wasn't until recently with like your son where he's allergic or sensitive to so many things across the board that something's build up before you even see a reaction. So you have to be aware of even minute amounts of things that would make you sick. So, you know, not making a long story out of anything. It's more about um, the confidence level. And then when you have the confidence level that you, what you're putting in your body isn't going to hurt you, you start making bigger plans in your life. That, and that's what this is about. Having fun, sitting down, engaging the world around you on a level that is not threatening you know, uh, or taking the threats as they come, you know, that that's, you're always going to be threatened to be soyed. You know what I mean? So you have to plan around it and, and, and have fun with it. Exactly. And I do remember, you know, when, when you were, um, when you came back into the family and you were cooking for the kids and, uh, you know, the son is getting, Jimmy's getting really, really sick. And you start looking at all of the spice ingredients and discovering that you've been slowly giving him things that are causing these reactions. It was quite an eye opener. Um, yes, it was. It was a big eye opener. You know, it's one of the main reasons why we're here today. He's not the only one, you know what I mean? And in these folks end up, um, suffering it, it through not even know what's getting them sick you know so it's got to get to the point where keep it simple stupid the kiss method you know we got to get back to knowing what's in it the basic and simplest ingredients there's things in our food and not only our food there's things in like your detergent if you can't pronounce the word then maybe you shouldn't be eating it or putting it on your skin you know, and that's pretty much a rule everyone should live by. So the goal of our podcast is to help people with food sensitivities better every aspect of their life. But we will be getting into also chemical sensitivities. There are nearly 10,000 uh, chemicals in food enhancers and flavors and colors that are added to our food. And many of these chemicals are not put on the ingredients list. And so some of the things we're looking forward to doing is talking with these food, uh, with the food industry and convincing them to put these on our food labels, because I, for one, I have serious reactions when it comes to food enhancers and food coloring. And one of the food enhancers I learned that I'm highly sensitive to is glyphosate. And so these kind of things we're looking forward to, to not only bring awareness, but to bring changes within the industry so that we don't have to become sick later and then wonder what it was we had or keep asking what's in it. We should be able to eat our food with confidence, knowing what's in it. 
So not only will you ha not have fear of eating food, but having the knowledge and confidence to cook, shop, and eat out for yourself or for your family members who live with food sensitivities. You know, for the mom who's just finding out her kid can't have anything. <laughs> and how does she cook for that child and the rest of the family? So we're going to be offering a lot of these challenges, educational and awareness uh, subjects to you. So I hope you definitely stay tuned. Um, yes, uh, just like you said, it, you know, the education, the awareness, the um, techniques and, and, and open up the door to have the ability to cook for yourself. And there's, you know, certain techniques out there that, but not certain, they're the ones we use every day in the kitchen, that once you get them down, your confidence level rises to the point where you don't fear cooking in your own kitchen with ingredients that you haven't, you know, uh, that are fresh. And do me a favor, don't forget to press the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the activities. Excellent. Will do. And thank you for listening to the Food Sensitives podcast.